Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you'll enjoy listening to. If you're interested in creating more balance in your life, understanding your five-element energetic nature, finding the path of greatest ease, or releasing the baggage of this lifetime and discovering ancient alchemy that can help you fly in your life, Join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical, transformational journey. Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. My name is Jay, and this is Pod 57, and I'm here with my co-host, as always, Lita Herman. Hey, everyone. Today, we're going to continue our podcast series on Happy on the Way to Happiness. That's right. Welcome back, Inspired Actioneers. And you know, Lita, Happy on the Way to Happiness is getting a lot of people, well, happy, at least a little happier. Yes. And and in fact, we heard from one of our listeners the other day how happy the last podcast made her. It was really exciting to hear that. You know, and so I think this week, let's go even deeper. You know, we did some great work on unraveling the tentacles around our hearts in pod 56. Let's talk today about how we can become free from the expectations that we perceive society is putting on us. Yes. And by society, you know, you mean family, friends, even coworkers, bosses, your teachers, your neighbors. Ding, 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 ding. Check that box. Check that box. Check that box. Yes. Everyone (laughs) around you has ideas about what you should be doing, who you should be. Guess what? It's up to you. If happiness is indeed linked to a sense of freedom in our lives, then these expectations people are putting on us are, guess what? Limiting us. Yes. We want unlimited. We want limitless, my favorite word. And, you know, I mean, at worst, it it feels like a prison. Yeah. They're limiting us. They're imprisoning us. They take away our sense of freedom through obligations, duty, politeness, propriety. So we love this word limitless because that's... Happiness can be limitless. Yes. Yeah. So So free yourself, free your heart. Why not go for happiness? You know, today we have a great podcast for you where we're going to talk about how to be free and still be a part of your community and society. I I like your positive attitude. It's going to be great. (laughs) Yes. But you know, before we begin on the greatness of this podcast, (laughs) let's talk about what we have going on. And I think we should start with Five Element Fridays. Five Element Fridays. It's a big hit. Everyone loves it all over the world. (laughs) We're jumping into Earth this week on our Five Element Friday segment, and it's big, it's bold, and it's all about the Earthlings. And if you're Earth, you're going to love our Facebook group if you haven't joined it already. In fact, all of the elemental types are going to love our Facebook group. So check it out, Inspired Action Podcast on the Facebook group groups. <laughs> yes, you can be an inspired actioneer there. And if you ask a question there and we use it on the show, or if you email us a question and we use it on the show, guess what? We're going to kick out an IAP t-shirt yes. and we're going to just get that out to you as soon as possible. We're trying to accommodate as many sizes as we can, but you know, we're doing some pretty, pretty good so far. Yes. And you know, you can always check us out also for any upcoming workshops or books that we have coming out. Yeah, we soon. just jamming all over the place here. Yeah. You know? We even have an email list. If you go to our website, inspiredactionpodcast.com and sign up for our That's email list. That's just another list. way to be That's in the loop. That's another way to be in the loop. All right, so let's go. Let's get back to this podcast. You know, I love talking about the virtues, and that's what we're talking about today. You know, Lita, before we go 
bashing society and you know my always my anti-social media let's begin by saying that living in a society creates a collective set of rules to live by which teaches us all to be good citizens i'm not knocking that i'm not bashing that i'm not saying we should just burn it all to the ground yes and and really jay we we're taught since we're little little children that there are a number of values that society enforces and in chinese philosophy we call these the five virtues and they help uphold a civilized society. Yeah, Confucius, what? He was big into the five virtues, right? Yes, this is all from Confucius, and at least he really espoused them, and he was all about putting society before the individual. And in many ways, these rules are really good, because without them, who knows what society would be like? Wild West, crazy. <laughs> yeah, crazy, just, crazy. A what, bunch just of, crazy, yeah. A bunch of wild beasts we'd be. I think it'd be like Lord of the Flies. You remember that book when in grammar school they had high to read? School. High school. Grammar yeah. school. I don't aye, know, aye, aye. Somewhere around there. You're way between eighth grammar grade. school and high school. <laughs> I think eighth grade. Anyway, everyone in that book was for themselves. They didn't really have any virtues. So, so virtues are these rules that are essential to society. And the more people there are, the more we need these governing mores and values that we can all agree upon. You know, however, when we create a civilized society, we're putting the greater community above the individual by taking away some level of personal freedoms. In many ways, that's some levels of our happiness. Yes, and because feeling limited often causes unhappiness, being a good citizen of the world may mean we're compromising ourselves. Well, you know what, Lita? How can we work this out? How can we have both? How can we be limitless yet still be in society? Well, we have a few choices. First, you could go find some mountains, somewhere, some remote mountaintop, but there's very few of those places left in the world, I think, you know, now that everything's melting and well, anyway, but anyway, so you, you can run away, <laughs> run away to the North Pole if there's any bit of the North Pole left to run away to. Are there mountains in the North Pole? I don't think so. I don't no. think so. Anyway, Just glaciers. <laughs> glaciers. And, um, and then you can live your personal freedom there because no one's around to tell you what to do. Or you can stay, you can like move to New York City with a, you know, the most compact places of, of civilization and still choose not to follow the societal norms. But you could also be arrested because you're not going to follow the laws. You're not going to be polite, you know, so that you'll you'll meet people like that in New York City all the time, yeah. right? <laughs> but, totally. Like, but that's, that's half the city. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard road, too, you know. And so is the answer somewhere in between? So you're saying either you decide to run away to a remote place like a melting glacier <laughs> right, a melting or a crazy glacier. sidewalk in New York City. So, you, But either place, you don't have to be part of society. But really, is that really the freedom? I don't know. No. You know, even if you are a loner, isolation of that type for many people does not bring happiness and would not be a viable way to achieve your happiness. Yeah, that's a great point. Human connection is one of those great sources of happiness. You know, in general, I think the hermit may work for some people as the lesser of two evils, but it doesn't mean happiness. You know, I think we're meant to be in packs and circles and families and communities. And if you might need to get away for a while, yeah. but I think for a long-term plan, it's very, very difficult to 
achieve that level of happiness that we're talking about today. Yeah. And when, when we talk about the alchemists, they did go away to the mountains for a little bit of time, but they truly believe that you had to be a part of society to experience all the things that life is worth living yeah. for. I think they dropped out of the big society and created their own community yes. of like-minded people. Yes, that um, too. And so that's another way to do it is like put together your group of, of like-minded people. I love that. Yeah, not cult. <laughs> yeah, not cult. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but very. I mean, so there you go. Though there's another. There's another. How fast did that go down for me? Yes. Right to the cult. Make it sounded cult like. <laughs> yeah. So you know, the isolation is is just something to think about. You know, yeah. I'm not judging. These are per, purely observations. Anyone into cult, do not get mad at me. I did not mean that yeah, in a disrespectful yeah. <laughs> way. But there's the other possibility to figure out this out is how do you live within the confines of society and still be free? Yes. And so this is the ticket. Again, this is the alchemist's path. In order to walk that path, you need to identify and understand society's expectations of you. I know. I said confines. Yeah. That's, a t- that's a restricting word right there. Yeah. And how can you exercise your own virtues and what you you need in life without ending up in jail or being cast out and excommunicated from your community. Which is not cool. No, excommunication, you know, being kicked out of your community is actually, might be the most painful thing that can happen to a human being. They've done studies on this. Especially if you're stoned. (laughs) Yo, literally. Yes, literally. No, 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 no. Excommunicated and then stoned. Okay. So it's devastating to be kicked out of your clan or your tribe. And I always use the example of years ago when NASA did those major cutbacks and in in and just fired a bunch of like highly skilled, high level intellectuals who were PhDs in all kinds of science. They fired them. And they were put out on the streets with no jobs, and they were so overqualified for any other job that they they couldn't find a community to to belong yeah, to. That's really tough. And I I heard that many of them were driving taxi cabs or waiting on tables. Nothing wrong with that, but they couldn't really fit in. And they got thrown out of their own community, yeah. and then they couldn't fit in. And yeah. they 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 said that this was the most depressing thing that could happen to anyone, really, when you're kicked out of your community and now you don't belong anywhere. It's really devastating. So, Lita, how does the alchemist or the inspired actioner walk that fine line between a good doobie and being authentic to yourself and not be necessarily holed up in a cabin on a mountain or a glacier for an extended amount of time? <laughs> well, maybe we just have to stop giving a bleep what other people think. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Without chaos ensuing. Because if we all just didn't give a bleep, then... Right, so... It would be bleeping, bleeping, bleeping. Yes. A lot of bleeping. So you want to be your authentic self, but you also want to be part of a community. And that's what today is about. How do we do both those things? You know, I guess the trick is to understand the social virtues. It's really not what you want to do, but benefits your clan, community, family, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then from that understanding, you can embrace a new set of virtues that are essential for your own individual authenticity. Yeah. So why don't you talk a little bit about the different sets of the virtues? Okay. So there are two sets of virtues in Chinese philosophy. The first set is the one we just spoke about, the Confucius set, which is the main set given to us as children. And I think that applies to us in 
uh, the US or Europe or any Australia. We have people listening all over the world. But it's like not Western just, society. Yeah, it's not just a Chinese philosophy or Eastern society. These virtues are yeah. also just given to children all over the world because it's about living in society. And society gives these virtues to us at an early age through our parents, through our schools. It's impossible to escape them. Yeah, and then the second set? The second set comes from Taoist traditions and it can be embraced often later in life. Uh, many people call this their midlife crisis. We like <laughs> to call it midlife transition. Yes. And we sometimes even see the 20-somethings figure this out early on. And that is an incredible good luck because to embrace the second set of virtues at an early age of like 25, 28, you know, that's awesome. You'll save yourself a lot of possible grief, grief later on by saying, look at how society wants me to be and do all this. And that's not who I am. You know, Lita, I see more young people, maybe in their 20s, you know, the 20-somethings, they're doing this more these days than I think ever before. It's a great thing. I think everyone should be doing it. And I think parents of the 20-something generation have been trying to help kids cultivate their authenticity more than any of our previous generations did. Yeah, and we do live in a society that really enforces individuality and, you know, everyone counts and yes. all that stuff. Especially because yeah. in the U.S. we have more of a wood-like society. If you go to Japan, you're going to see more compliance with yeah. the society. We talked about this a little yeah. bit in the last podcast. We did. So, you know, we've been working on our tentacles, Lita. But, you know, let's talk about now how we can look at how society puts a lot of guilt, judgment on us, which can then what create these tentacles. Yes. Finally, we're getting to it. Yes. So let's jump into that first set of Confucian virtues that is what causes a lot of these issues. So the social norms, then they create tentacles when you don't comply. Is that yes. what you're saying? Or... Maybe you are complying, and that's yes, what's creating yes, the tentacles. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. All right, so let's go. Let's jump, jump, jump. I'm ready. Okay, so the first virtue is benevolence, or what you could simply call kindness. It's our humanity, really, our compassion, and this is our wood virtue. Yeah, it's a nice virtue for sure. I'm not just saying that because I'm wood. You know, it's about treating everyone with a basic level of kindness and fairness. And it's the belief that everyone deserves the same basic level of kindness. Yeah, that's a good part of society for sure. Benevolence, as we said, is the wood virtue. And I can say if someone falls down the well, yeah, even if I don't like them, I'm going to rescue them. You definitely will. <laughs> okay, you know, uh, I'd still pull them out. No one deserves to die in a well or fall in a well or hit their head in the well, whatever. Even your enemies deserve the kindness, the humanity human kindness right of that situation but if you really have an issue then you can kick their butt afterwards when you save their butt bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> there's also a way that would people want to stand up for those who are weaker and who can't fight for themselves so society says we should go to war for others who aren't able to fight and woods take that to heart, especially. Yeah, and most wood people are not for war. They're for mm -hmm. strategy. Mm -hmm. you know, we've talked about this in many of the other podcasts. You know, they'll do anything but go to war. They'll try any strategy, anything to remove the obstacle before yeah. they go to war. There's a great book called The Art of War, if people aren't aware of that That's one. It's a wood handbook. It's the wood handbook, but oddly, it's how to um, maintain peace. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, so here's where the virtue gets us in trouble. Is going to war really on your heart's path? 
Or do you even agree with the war's purpose? I think we're seeing this all the time in society right now mm-hmm. because everything seems to be going like fluey there. You know, if you don't go fight for another person because you are thinking about the individual's destiny, then the question is, will you feel guilty if you don't go help those in need? So it's a tough, tough question. And truly, we've all been told that we should do good deeds for the sake of society. But when that means we have to give up doing something we really want to do or we feel like we're destined to do for the sake of others, then we're potentially creating our own unhappiness. Or if we follow our own destiny and then not be the hero everyone wants us to be, do we develop guilt, which wraps its tentacle around our heart? So this is a big source of heart pain for many people, not just Woods, but Wood people often think they have to protect and take care of a lot of people. And the question is, at what cost? What are they sacrificing of themselves for that? Let's move on to the second virtue. Yes, which is morality, which is a sense of righteousness and doing the right thing ethically. And that is definitely a fire virtue. Yes, and I like to call it morality, but some people call it compassion. And it means do unto others what you would have done to you, basically. And so you could say it's all about treating others according to how they should be treated based on their good or bad behavior. So it's kind of the opposite of benevolence. It's like, leave that bad person down in the well. Yeah, they deserve it, (laughs) maybe. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't deserve to be treated well because they're bad, then you should not treat them equal to everyone else. So there's a huge component of ethics with this one and a lot of judgmentalness. Yeah, well, yeah. I think the fires take this a little bit even further because they want to be liked. They want to be loved, not wanting to hurt other people's feelings since fires hate it when their feelings get hurt. Yeah. So how can you ever tell someone the truth if it's going to hurt their feelings? You know, this is what fire people struggle with all the time. It's this kind of situation that puts you into a moral quandary. So fires especially don't always say what they need to say. And this can even extend to people having like a marital affair because they just don't want to tell their partner that they're unhappy and want to leave them. So they go cheat on them. Yeah, because they don't want them to not like them or love them. Yes. Yeah, you know, all of the elements have to grapple with this virtue, not just the fires. You can have fire in any of the one of the five stack ups there. Society says we should be nice to each other and be good. But then we get into these moral dilemmas like you just explained. What do we do? So here's an example. If you're going to sell a car, this is another moral dilemma. Do you tell them everything that's wrong with the car before you tell them what's good about the car? If you're fire. (laughs) If you're fire, you do. You're acting with compassion because you tell them what you'd want to know which is yeah. all the possible bad things. And so this virtue, it it's about not wanting to sell someone a lemon and then be thought of as a bad person. So you want to be a good person. So if you're fire, you don't want someone to think you're doing something unethical. So you overcompensate. Yeah, but oddly, you might be convincing them not to buy the car by emphasizing everything bad instead of helping a person who really might want to get the car to, to get stuck with it. You might scare them off with your negativity. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, there isn't even a ghost point about this. It's called ghost market. And it's this way that we can talk people out of doing things that they're actually really meant to do. So anyway, there's another whole slippery slope. That's a whole other thing. We'll put a little link in the show notes to where we talk about that in another podcast. There are so many ways this virtue affects our lives. What if you really should be saying something, but society tells you to be polite? 
So then you don't say it, and then everyone suffers because it was actually really important. You know, so there's a number of questions here, Lita, that I'm thinking of. Like, they're just popping in my head. Do you feel guilty if you think you want to do something that society has perceived as wrong? That's the first one. Yes, or how about, do you feel guilty saying what you really need to say, even if it will hurt someone? Yeah, do you feel guilty even if you don't tell them anything that everything and anything that's wrong? Yes. That's another one. Yes, so there's also the times when people want to be perceived as doing the right thing so badly that they neglect everyone else, like their loved ones, their families. They sort of overdo things just so there's no appearance that they're doing something bad or illegal. Yeah. It's like you can lose sight of what's important and you can be out of alignment. You know, oddly, it makes me think of the alchemists that are amoral. Yes. You know, where there's no good or bad. Morality is for the saints and immorality is for the sinners. But amorality, which is the lack of morals altogether, is not immoral or it's, but it's amoral. And that's a hard concept. It's like, how do you... Yeah, society doesn't like that. Yeah. Okay, morality is the backbone of the controlling society. So we're not like the Lord of the Flies there. Yes. And the irony of the fire element, on the one hand, they want everyone to like them. So they're trying to do what everyone wants them to do, and they don't like to be wrong at the same time. So they're wanting to be perceived as right. They hate, 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 hate to be wrong. On the other hand, they are the supreme controllers. That's what we call the fire element. And they're 100% in charge of their own destinies and will do whatever they want for their individual selves. So to have these two dynamics at the same time, you have to be a really good liar. You're trying to pull off the biggest con in the whole world, which is I'm doing this thing that's really good for me, but you don't know that. And I'm telling you that it's really good for you. The truth is you're doing it for yourself, not for the other people, but you want everyone else to think you're doing it for them because then everyone will like you. And they'll think you're selfless and you're doing stuff for everyone else. Yes, society says we shouldn't be selfish and it's not ethical, it's not moral. Selflessness is the good way to be. So Lita, with this virtue, the fires uh, especially try to appear selfless, but in truth, they're totally on their own path. That's exhausting and it sounds really hard. How do we kind of combat it's, that it's or super do we duper. try yeah it's super duper hard and i think the fires really walk this line a lot and the more they mature the more they f- realize that and you know this is why we have a second set of virtues so we're not going to talk about those second set of virtues today but we're going to talk about that next podcast but to kind of resolve this they have to kind of come to a better place in themselves isn't where that all the elements we're talking yeah, about so here yeah so we're going to go through the five sort of societal virtues today so we're going to go on to earth next and then next podcast we're going to talk about sort of how to resolve these issues so as the elements as you evolve you kind of work yes. through this all right so the third is earth we call social compliance. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Well, it's this feeling that you need to comply with the social norms, like any rites or rituals of your particular community. For example, if someone in your family dies, there's a funeral and you have to go. I mean, you have to go, especially if it's a close relative, right? Even if it's a friend of a neighbor of a cousin's friend you go yeah right but you you're not allowed to say i don't feel like it today no you know and then why do you have to wear black 
Who said mm-hmm. that? Like, you, it's a societal thing. You don't question you, it and suddenly wear red and polka dots. You, right? I mean, you can, no judgment, right? <laughs> right. You know, if you showed up in red, it, it would be really like people would freak out, right? Yeah. Well, so, you would just be bucking the, so, the social norms. Yes, exactly. Earth probably would never do that. Right. An earth person especially is going to really want to have that social compliance and be appropriate. Made me think of Star Trek when Spock yes. said, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Yes, it's a perfect quote because so the he earth... He would not show up in red. No, he would not. <laughs> so the so the earth virtue is called like social compliance and we are supposed to do what others expect of us and the things that we're good at, which means we're not necessarily doing what we love. Yeah, we talked about this in another podcast about if you're a really bad singer and you want to sing, an earth person might say, honey, don't do it for the good of all of us put us out of our misery by just stop singing yes <laughs> and, and maybe just tell them to go sing in the shower yes and don't hurt yeah. their feelings oh but. honey please don't and what about all those famous singers who really didn't sing well but still brought us a lot of great music and we always mention tom waits but there's so many of them i mean bob dylan yeah nor jones natalie merchant they were all told told at some point that they really couldn't sing but that did not stop them they yeah. did not listen to those people yeah and it's a perfect example of people who didn't let social compliance stop them they listened to their hearts and they followed their true paths yeah and you know the way i understand the social compliance virtue it's also based on boundaries so people in society know what is appropriate and what is not appropriate think how earth so easily can point out bad behaviors like whoa that behavior you're exhibiting is not appropriate you know don't do that you cannot treat someone that way they're always looking out for that i think it's kind of like I think maybe a big part of the Me Too movement. It's very touching and personal, but it's showing that the norms are not being followed and that's not cool. Yeah, I mean, in a a way, the Me Too movement is an earth movement. It's saying, these are now the new boundaries. This is what it's appropriate and that behavior is not appropriate. So comply socially, social compliance. Social compliance. So they're... People are empowered now by society to say that that is not okay. And we all agree that we shouldn't be crappy to each other and that these are inappropriate behaviors. You know, oddly, I think for earth people, they suffer a lot by confining themselves. Of all the elements, they have the hardest time of breaking free and being limitless. They feel like they have to act appropriate all the time. And that's one of the challenges that they have. It's harder for them if they're really, you know, just trying to conform all the time to do what feels good to them. They have strict confines in their own mind of how a person should behave and they try to follow that. Yes. So the question is, do you go by society's values or do you do your own thing? And if you do your own thing, do you then feel guilty that you're not doing what everyone else wants Boy, you to do? Boy, that guilt's coming up in all of them, huh? Yeah, dun, I think... Dunk, dunk, Yeah, society plays some big head games, yeah, doesn't it? it's definitely, yeah. So <laughs> it comes in different ways. Every, yeah. So far, we've done three and all three have had that in there. Yes. So let's move to the fourth. The fourth medal... Virtue is loyalty, or some call it devotion. The sense that your family deserves your utmost devotion and you must respect your elders. Yes, so loyalty to family or even to country. Yeah, definitely. So the metal virtue of loyalty is about putting your family above strangers. Yeah, and again, I I like what you said about how the elements mature, and we'll talk about that in the next podcast. But this this is a little trickier to see. I think in some of the other ones, but it's definitely there. 
I know someone whose family wants her to spend time with them, but it's really hard to have a, a love relationship when you're always being pulled away by your family. I know. At first, you think it's earth. Yeah. But it's not. It's yeah. a metal thing. It's a metal thing. So any partner is eventually going to be upset that you're always taking off with your family. And what happens when two important events happen at the same time, one with your family and one with your partner? Who do you pick? Who do you put yeah. first? What if your family is not so nice or disrespectful? and you're still picking them yes. over the, your partner. You know, should you do anything? Should you say anything? Or you keep doing everything for them and just, you know, society would say, yes, they're your family. Yeah. Keep we, doing it. We see it all the time. We see it all the time. Yeah. Family first. So if your family says they want the best for you, but insist you do things that you don't want to do, then do you do what they ask of you? I hear tentacles coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that society says be loyal, you know, for the family's sake. Yeah, maybe you stay home and take care of your sick mother, even though you're meant to be president of the United States. Now the rest right? of us are suffering because you didn't go be president. You, you missed, missed your, your calling. calling. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tentacle. I mean, so that's another, we actually could do a whole show on each one of these. I'm here, yeah. I'm hearing us talk and I'm like, boy, we could go on and on we and on and on. on and on. And, but I think the metal one, like I said, uh, from when I talk about it with people, it gets confused as an earth. Because yes. they think Earth is family, family, family. Yes. And, you know, I think this metal one we could explain a little bit more. But you do see it in countries, you know, uh, country over party. Well, We're talking, we're seeing that in the U.S. right now, country over party lines. Yes. And, and if you go back to the Chinese culture, ancestral worship or just, you know, the the devotion to your ancestors is big in China. Yeah. Not so much in the West, but still very prevalent here. Yeah. And I think that that applies again to your community, your your country, for example. I definitely think loyalty to country is much more of a metal thing than yeah. Earth. And you might see that in the UK. Yes. You might see that in Japan where All the metal over. is really, really yeah, strong. Yeah, where the metal's really strong. Yeah. You know, there's a strong sense of identity as a country or as a group of people. And you, you you uh, obviously might feel the need to put that above your own uh, destiny. Yeah, and that might be for respect, which is also metal. Yes. You know, all these different metal qualities that come yeah. into that. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Okay, so the fifth water virtue is trust, which is the belief that you are taken care of by your family or society. So you have a sense of faith and blind acceptance. Let's talk about that a little bit. You think this would be an awesome virtue. And on some levels it is. We talk about trust with a capital T all the time. But the trust that we're talking about here is the one that society teaches us. And it's a little bit tricky. How about on the US dollar, we put it there, in God we trust. If that's yes. not a water statement, Bank, yeah, you know, and it's a little tricky. You should always trust the U.S. dollar because God has blessed it. What if the dollar crashes? You don't believe that will happen because you trust it when society believes in it. Uh, we have that on a on our money in God we trust. Yeah, wow, that's yeah. just that's I haven't really thought about it like that <laughs> as a virtue. Wow. Okay, so trust also comes from your mother. Is that like the mother country, the mother nation? I don't know. Now I'm thinking about this whole dollar thing. <laughs> I'm going to go look at all the money. Does it have it on every one of them? I think so right so, now if you had a good mother hopefully she took care of you when you cried and she made you feel safe and taught you to trust that there's a presence in life that takes care of you so then you grow up and society is supposed to take care of you this is what society tells us you're supposed to get a good job 
with maybe a corporation that you should trust. Or a company, yeah. Yeah, will be there for you and do right by you. Then you go to retire and you can trust that the money you saved will be there for you and the government will help you in your old age. So you stay at the same place, you work hard, you do your time, you help the corporation or the company move forward by doing your part. Yeah, and you're a good doobie, right? You followed all the rules yeah. of society. How and does now, it fit into re- like religion? You're making me think about these world religions. Yeah, well, religion also tells you that there's a divine presence looking out over us, and looking at the you know overlooking the greater good of humankind. And these are all levels of trust that society gives us because you know religion is very tied up in society. Very as well. tough. So the big question is: Do you trust in yourself, or do you trust what society? says is safe what makes you feel safe what makes you feel trust and you know all the way down inside of you in your heart i guess do you pick the safe path or you dare to do what you want to do you know it makes me think of people who were like in their late 50s who i don't know if it happens a lot still today but i remember there was a period of time where a lot of people were getting fired right before their retirement oh yeah and they trusted these companies like with everything they they believed in this retirement and somehow it got pulled out from under them yeah. right at the last minute. Yep. And um it still happens. I think it but, still happens. But it was a point, time when it went really yeah. yeah. And that's a perfect example where we're told by society, don't worry, we're going to take care of you and then for some reason you didn't get taken care of. So that is the kind of trust that we're talking about. So they took the safe path, but then it kind of weren't Yeah, didn't, didn't work, work out. Wow. So these, you know, again, this is as the elements mature and we go through that. So you can start to look at these as virtues, examining them in your life. See how they are for you. There's one more really important example, and that is, let's say you want to be an artist. Yep. But society says, you know, that's not safe. That's not an income you can really count on. You should be an accountant. So millions of people have made this choice. And that is also the water elements issue. You pick the safe path instead of your heart path. I'm not saying all water people do that. There's plenty of water artists out there. Sure. But they have learned to trust on something else on other a bigger than society. picture thing yeah, yeah okay we, we say it almost every podcast be the watcher look and see if this is something that you think is resonating with you yes it could be the water virtue so decide are you following society's suggestions or are you living by your own rules and morals and Lita, there's no wrong or right here it's just being honest with yourself what is influencing you? Is society's judgment of how you should be and what you should do, is that what you're following? If that's the case, fine, own it, be it, yes. go with it. And decide, is that how you want to live? And if it's not, do you want to make the changes? Do you want to transform this current situation you're in? Yeah, so if you're at a job you really don't like and you're doing it because it's a family member or it's your family tradition or it's whatever has been imposed on you from society, maybe it would be a good idea to look at that more closely to see. You know, we also talked about the suffering. You know, are you suffering? What would happen if you lived for yourself and maybe changed careers and became that artist or that dancer or that performer or whatever? Yeah. So let's leave the listeners with that bit of homework. Really take a look at these five virtues and how you exhibit them or not in your life. 
You know, are you being the hero and trying to take care of everyone, especially when they can't do it for themselves? That would be the wood benevolence. Or are you constantly grappling with morality and good and bad? That's the fire element. Yeah. Or are you complying so much with social guidelines that you have no freedom to be yourself? That would be the earth that would perspective. Be the earth. Or maybe you've been controlled by your family and you really want to break free from them, but you're metal. And that you- would be the metal. Yeah. Virtue, yeah. Or maybe the last one here, if you're playing it safe all the time, you can't really trust that you can do something radically different, but you really want to trust. Yes. That so, would be the water. So you can see how these virtues can hold you back. How do they hold you back? And if they do, do you have tentacles that have come and wrapped around your heart as a result? Yeah. And that's, we're not going to tell you right now how to solve that. <laughs> that's going to be in the next podcast. So we'll discuss yes, a new set of virtues that'll help you be your authentic self. So yes. keep listening. Maybe go back and listen to those explanations again and really get a sense of, wow, maybe that is where I am at. Yeah. And there's, again, no right or wrong, no good or bad, no judgment here. Just this honesty. Honesty with where yourself. You are. Yep. Have an honest conversation with yourself. All right, Lita. All right. Have a good one. Thank you for being here. Bye. Bye. Happy trails to you until we meet again. You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast, and you've reached the end. Woohoo! Why not celebrate a little bit and click that subscribe button right there. We love having you with us on this journey and we want it to continue. You can also rate and review this podcast. And if you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews and your reviews help other people find this podcast as well. You can also be a part of this podcast yourself by submitting a voice recording message and emailing it to us at Lita at InspiredActionPodcast.com or Jay at InspiredActionPodcast.com. And if you want, you can join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening and remember to hug the dog.